terrible. Tommy, Mark. Mark, that's enough. Is it Ooh. enough? Ooh. 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 World Whoa. star. Just, ah, that's just, not going to be good. Whoa. Give me a Tylenol for that. Uh, you going what to jail, What just bro? happened? Oh, no. Oh, no, Steve? no, 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 no. Steve, what did you do? I swear that wasn't me. Oh, but it wasn't. Was it Khonshu? Who hey, did yo. that? That's yo, the third Jake? one. There's a third altar in there. Is this Jake? Jake, you're a bad boy, Jake. What is he doing? Oh, oh my no. god. Oh no. This no looks so way. cool. Now is no the earth spinning? Way. Or the star is spinning? Get the earth must be spinning, right? No, Just real bro. fast. No, there's no day to night this, though. There's no day to night. Like for you to go back in time. I think they're going back in time. Are they de-aging the universe? I, that, that this is insane. Is the oh my, I have this so many questions about what is happening right now. Bro. This oh my god! Ah! Welcome back to New Rockstars. Moon Knight Episode 3 takes a page from Raiders of the Lost Ark as Khonshu rewinds all of outer space this episode. I guess killing any astronauts that might have been in orbit. Or de-aging them Benjamin Button style. And not to mention de-aging uh, Thor, the Guardians, Nick Fury with those scrolls looking for his shoes on the space station. But uh, really, well, we'll talk about that. I think really it was the subtle moment earlier in the episode that we're curious about. A third Ooh. altar hiding inside of Mark that we have not yet met, who might be the most murderous of the three. God, God damn it. it. Dang. Like, he killed all the, the, both those guys Whoa. quickly. This is Inside Marvel. <laughs> it's New Rockstar's Moon Knight After Show. I'm Eric Voss. I'm here with MT, and hey, yes. this is fun. This week, MT is going to take a turn at doing the Easter egg breakdown. <laughs> I cannot wait <laughs> to see what is coming later today. MT, anything you can tease for us about what might be coming in the breakdown? Well, you know, we're, we're definitely going to be talking about that huge uh, time travel moment. We're, we got to discuss what the heck that's even about. But uh, yeah, no, it's going to... We're, we're going to be talking about some some God stuff, some... some uh, um, you know, just uh, finding out who this Hator woman is and, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, you'll see. You'll see. It's going to yeah, be good. Yeah, putting the hot and Hator, am I right? <laughs> what have they gotten into? Oh, that, that rascal <laughs> right? Khonshu. That rascal mm -hmm. Khonshu fucks. Mm -hmm. I mean, look rude. at him. He's hot. I mean, some of those, uh, the scars <laughs> in his skull were just claw marks because, you know. Right? We know this guy likes to uh, strap himself down in his bed. Layla jumped to that conclusion. I think we can right? jump to some conclusions. Last episode, yeah. Anyway, uh, in this episode, it opens with Layla catching up with an old forger friend of her dad's. Uh, nice. Interesting conversation happening there as, you know, they're just casually stamping some passports here. Illegal where do, where do these places exist? I mean, can I just go to these places so that I don't have to go to the DMV to get IDs? I mean, it's not that I want to <laughs> right? be illegal about it or do anything bad about it. I just... This she was in Same and out. Time. She got some right? great marshmallows. Like that's ex that seemed like a pretty and like a great like deal. a, a pseudo therapy session. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting there. Character not even named according to the credits. It just said forger. Yeah. Like this person seemed to have some kind of relationship. Yeah. I, maybe we'll meet her again. Maybe not. Um, hmm. Anyway, uh, so she follows Mark to Egypt, where he's in the midst of pursuing some local guys in search of Harrow. 
Uh, Harrow, meanwhile, like Belloc in Razor's Lost Ark, has used that compass to find the buried Ushapti of Amit and has apparently paid for his whole London cult to caravan out to Egypt to get digging. I mean, between the Alps and London, Egypt, the mileage they are racking up. I hope they got a Sky Mile plan because... (laughs) Man, they are all of them together. You know, some people are like, um, I just like lived in London and liked gardening lentils. Do I have to go out in the desert sun and dig? It's like, if you love Ahmed, yes, you will. Poor Jamila's out there. Like, all I know to do is kick a soccer ball around and speak really bad Mandarin. Do I have to dig too? Yo, that Mandarin yes, was you uh, too. not great. Uh, I love Shang- you see uh, Shang-Chi's tweets. A Simi Lu's tweet about the Mandarin is very funny. No, what did he say? Oh, no. He was like, um, uh, Arthur Harrow definitely needs a new Mandarin teacher. <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe. So as Arthur and Stephen debate over how violent to get with these guys, Mark gets knocked in the head and has this interesting moment where he falls back in two different directions, flashes, right. blacks out. Uh, and then comes to having stabbed them on a rooftop. Now, Mark mm. did not do this. Steven did not do this. So who did? Probably mm. Jake. Maybe another one Probably of the alters. Jake. We'll find out. Probably Jake. But uh, the last thug reveals himself as an Amit worshiper. Kills himself to keep mm. Mark from finding Harrow. So Concho has to force an audience with any ad by, you know, just creating a solar eclipse. No big deal. Casual it's solar like eclipse. An ex- an ex-boyfriend trying to get someone's attention, like, I will rearrange the stars so that you text me back. I will move the moon. You want the moon, Mary? I'll get you the moon. Walk outside. Moon. Freak out everybody. Every astronomer who has had lunar and solar eclipses predicted out like literal clockwork, like the the that wasn't supposed to happen for another three and a half years. <laughs> Like, and, this is you know, uh, MT, we're talking about moving the moon. Moving the moon. You know, global tides are all screwed up. Uh, countries yeah. are flooded. You, you joked about visiting the Maldives earlier. They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> you move the moon. Uh, but hey, God. this is also world. We're, we're talking about the Indian Ocean. I mean, a giant f-ing celestial corpse is in that Indian Ocean. Cracked up through the Earth's, Earth's core. Smashed through the ozone layer in the stratosphere, which would have had devastating geological impact, glo- gravitational effects, uh, tidal effects. So none of the physics of this world make any sense. Let's just be honest. <laughs> From the get-go. Um, anyway, so uh, by doing this, Mark is summoned via this Diagon Alley-style portal uh, into... The uh, inside the Great Pyramid of Giza. That's what's inside it, folks. It's not just that little girl's gum. It's uh, uh, the cruelest courtroom (laughs) that we've ever seen. Um, Right. Because we meet the other members of the Ennead, where interestingly, we only meet five of them via their avatars. Mm. We meet Hathor, uh, the female who used to have a relationship with Khonshu, uh, got us Mm. some music. Uh, And then Horus and Isis, Tefnut and Osiris. Interesting we didn't see all nine, though. Maybe they just needed five of the nine for a quorum, or maybe four of the others really pissed them off in the past. Or maybe this is just what the conservative majority of the Supreme Court does to really write all their opinions. And then, you know, the other uh, three, I guess at this point, liberal justices are like, do we even matter at this point? All these things. You're going to political! Put it out how many members of the Supreme Court are appointed by conservative presidents! How dare you remind us of that reality! I'm not subscribing! That's, that's uh, the people who claim to be our fans on the New Rockstars subreddit. That's my impression of them. Um, <laughs> Your best uh, Nixon. <laughs> Nixon's ghost. 
has like a bunch of different burner accounts on Reddit and claims to be a dozen different people. Um, um, it's the head, the floating head of Nixon from a future. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh no, that guy would be awesome. Like I'd, I'd pay to have him be our fan. Um, Instead. But uh, anyway, so yeah, just interesting. We just had a small group of the Ennead, but also kind of makes us doubt their legitimacy. Like you don't even have all nine mm. here. Uh, they're Seriously. like, oh, we don't, we don't interfere with the with mankind. You know, we just kind of like puppet their their flesh around like Halloween costumes. But otherwise, <laughs> we don't interfere. It's totally fine. Um, and like, how how omniscient are these people? Because they clearly can't see Harrow. They need these human beings to see through them. So like, it's just weird that like they just can't prove a clear crime. Clear crimes being committed by this man in yeah. public. Anyway. Um, and, uh, they, uh, well, in addition to having, there were definitely plenty of other Ushaptis on the sides as, as Mark walked in. So it's like, how many gods have they just gotten pissed off at and turned into (laughs) Ushaptis over the time that they did to, they did to Amit. And at the end of the episode, they do to Khonshu. Like how many gods have they just like, "Mm, seriously, Mm, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, (laughs) you're a statue now. Um. So uh, I love this scene. Uh, Kanchu possesses Mark's body. Oscar Isaac again, mm-hmm. making a great acting choices where he screams as Kanchu at the Ennead. They bring in Harrow to face the accusations, but Harrow goes dirty and he uses Mark's yes. dissociative identity disorder in one of the cruelest ad hominem attacks I have ever seen in a trial. Mm-hmm. Like, how do these wise judges let that slide? Like, I get that a uh, judge, you know, in, in a courtroom might dismiss an unreliable witness at a trial, uh, but really mm-hmm. this is for the jury to decide, but there's no jury here. It's just the judges. But they, they would still look at the other obvious evidence of the accused wrongdoings, right? Yeah. You still at least listen like, well, you may be not the best testimony, but there is other evidence we could look at that this guy <laughs> is trying to unearth a banished god who has turned into a new Shopti. Like, like they're why so did stupid, nobody, empty. Why did nobody go visit the tomb? It's like, hey, are you going to try to go visit the tomb? Let's go see if he's yeah. right. Let's go to the they tomb. They could just get like, they could pull it up on satellite imagery or just get exactly. a telescope and be like, oh, his crew is out there in the middle of the desert digging up. But they, then again, they did not know. In fairness to them, they did not know where Ushaptu was buried, but all, which is also True. like not a great plan. Can't they have a middleman who's just says, hey, we don't know where it is, but you know where it is. Is, is someone digging out there? And it could be like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that weird uh, David Koresh guy, his people are out there digging. They'd be like, oh, shit, that's not very good. That's not good. Okay. <laughs> Statue. Uh, but it, they didn't do that. No, 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 no. Anyway, so I'm just so mad at the end of the ad. I'm so mad that they pulled this Eternals, uh, you know, cheat of like, oh, we're just not going to intervene. Stop changing Seriously. the sky. Such it big egos. Ridiculous. Uh, statue. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Harrow walks free, which is crazy. Uh, Hator, to her credit, does take pity on Mark and tells him about this map hidden in a sarcophagus where they can track the burial place of Ahmed Sushapti. Great plan, Ennead. Just put it in a... In a sarcophagus that can just be traded around on the black market in Madripoor. That's a safe bet. That's where you should hide your internet passwords. Uh, all right. Um, so Mark and Layla actually head to this home of Anton Mogart. Uh, now, in the comics, Anton right. Mogart is Midnight Man. Here he is played by the late Gaspard Ulio. That's a French actor who tragically passed away after shooting the series, but before it came out. Uh, very, very sad. And he received a dedication in the credits. Um, very nice. I'm glad that they, they kept his character in, in the story. Um, it seems like there may have been more to his character in the way that he leaves the series that they may have edited around or cut out. 
Uh, it's right. a little awkward. I thought this whole subplot of the episode was just a little awkward to sit through. Yeah. Uh, despite the action being great, uh, it's just a set piece just felt a little uncomfortable. How did you feel about it, MT? Yeah, it definitely felt like there was supposed to be more there. Um, like that there was they mm-hmm. teased some type of relationship between um, uh, Mogard and Layla. And I just feel like he was supposed to play a bigger role because, like you said, he is the Midnight Man in the comics. He is this, um, ro- he's in he's in Moon Knight's rogues gallery. And, uh, you know, Arthur Harrow yeah. does end up visiting him. And it seems like Harrow and him were supposed to have some type of meeting or connection that um, he was supposed to maybe help him. But, like, he ends up, you know, sort of riding off into the mist at the end of the episode there after being stabbed. Um, so yeah. yeah, I feel like there was definitely a, a more of a role that probably was removed because of his um, untimely death, which is yeah. And I think they did the best with it that they could. But I think from a writing standpoint, this is just something that, like, uh, despite what what happened to uh, to Gaspar Uliel, that's I think mm-hmm. there just is like a conception issue with all these series where they they keep introducing characters who are uh, antagonists from the comics, but just kind of the lower stakes, the lower tier antagonists, and they don't really. Mm write those characters well like we had um in hawkeye we had kazi you know like kazi mm. was such an underwritten weirdly edited character in hawkeye i thought like the way zemo was used in falcon winter soldier just a bit mm. disappointing by the end of that scene mm. like he just kind of ended up back in prison despite you know i love the character zemo i love yeah. the actor but like just the way they're used throughout the series and then of course the flag smasher carly Mo- morgenthau in that show was just like weird like a lot of like they don't really seem like well-positioned characters. Uh, like, why would you even bring them into the series? Like, what were your plans with them? Anyway, I know there's some mm. defenders who are like, how dare you speak? I'm not, I'm not, I think the actors was great and I'm glad that they kept him mm. in the show. I just think this is just a weird thing that all the Disney Plus shows keep doing. Like, they just keep bringing in other characters as like maybe red herrings, um, but don't end up really mattering at the end of the episode. It's more of an accusation in the past Disney Plus shows than in this one. But this is just... This is what you get with the after shows. It's Eric working through this stuff. My opinions aren't always going to be ironclad and perfect. This, we don't really edit this. I don't script any of this. It's just me. This is how I'm stewing through my feelings after an episode comes out. Yeah, so man, we're just talking do. about it. We're just, we're just expressing we're just what we're in our brains right now. It doesn't matter, MT. It's too late. They're just going to ca- encapsulate this, and they're going to throw it at me a couple months from now. No, to use it everybody be nice. No, Everybody they're all, they're, they're not nice. They're not nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Twitter's job to be nice. They're all just mad about Elon, and and that's just it's just Twitter. It's just an angry angry corner. So, but we do learn about uh, Mogart how he's a collector and a fanatic, a fanatic of a uh, medieval jousting. I thought it was interesting to mm. watch all this, and I, I yeah, you know, we got to learn about him as a collector, and that he spent time with Layla in Madripoor. Suggesting mm. that, like Sharon Carter, Mogart acquired these antiquities in the black market this way. Um, yes. Which is just interesting that we got a, a shout out to Madripoor. Now, Mark and Steven analyze the sarcophagus, begin to fold the star map like a mad magazine until Harrow shows up offering the scarab and then uses his staff to smash the sarcophagus and shred the star map like a brat taking his kickball and going home so no one else can play. So sure. a shootout breaks out. Mark and Steven sure. takes some hits. Is seeing those jousting poles going yes. through the spear. Dude, he ah. can take some Wolverine type ah. punishment. Insane. But the armor gives him healing powers, as Conchu said earlier in the episode. So he's able right. to just like Wolverine, like 
You know, he's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so they're able to get away. But Layla asks Mark about something that she heard Harrow say about Mark being involved with the death of her father. And we learn that she's got a dad and her dad was one of those archaeologists. And it confirms our thinking last week that Layla is likely the show's version of Marlene from the comics. Maybe even Harrow could have been part of that backstory like the, what Raoul Bushman did in that, that mm. comic backstory. Um, right. So they end up driving out to the desert. They use Steven to reassemble the star map. He tapes it into a perfect star, like America Chavez's perfect star. It's pretty damn good. Interesting. Was that originally how the map was going to be folded? Like a perfect, uh, you know, five I by five star? I think that's how the way that Senfu designed it, which is weird. Genius. Interesting that they would do that. Um, mm. Now, but since the stars have drifted over 2,000 years, Contra and Steven have to rewind the entire universe it, it, back it, to the stars. It's When the map was created. <laughs> And Layla is used, able to use that to locate where Amit Sushapti is buried. But uh, by messing with the astrology again, that Ennead, that's one thing you can't do. Don't mess with the sky. <laughs> You're not it allowed confuses to do that. people. Jeez. They, they're, re- they're like the people who go out into the field at night and they have their telescopes and they have their wine and their cheese. And then he ruined it by doing that. It freaked them all out. <laughs> so they turn Khonshu into a stone Ushapti. Harrow coldly taunts. Kind of a cool ending to the episode. But I think, MT, we got to talk about this character. We did not see this episode. Perhaps the additional alter known as Jake Lockley. And why he might be the most brutal of the three that we've met so far. Before we get into that, we want to thank uh, everyone who has bought one of these uh, Moon Knight yes. Tomb of the Moon God shirts. They thank are selling so out pretty fast. Uh, yes. It's a great shirt. Uh, it directly supports what we do here at New Rockstars. And when you get one of these at NewRockstarsMerch.com, you'll also unlock the ability to buy a custom shout-out that runs during the bottom of the screen during these Inside Marvel after shows. So Allison says, could uh, Amit be Elioth with Kang mm. being one of her avatars? Oh, Ooh. interesting thought. Well, based on what Kang said, he said that he weaponized, or he remains said that he weaponized... Uh, like the incursion energy of a, a yeah. multiversal war into a life. Right. But I think that it could be an interesting parallel, like definitely an analog mm-hmm. in the way that like Eliath and Kang had this connection. But it seemed like Kang was controlling Eliath, whereas Amit right. is controlling Harrow, you know? So right. it's, it doesn't really seem like, but you know, Amit is supposed to be the beast. It's not supposed to be like a deity. It is supposed to be like a beast that devours the souls of the unworthy. This is, so, this is true. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I feel like Amit is more of like a more of a human sentience type of person, like a someone that can talk to you. Whereas Elias seemed like a I'm a beast. I'm a monster. So I don't know if that's the case, but it'd be really interesting. I would love that twist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel says, with Gore going around killing gods, does this mean Khonshu is in danger? And if he dies, what happens to Mark? Daniel, you are asking the yeah. right question. I'm telling you, we'll right be doing questions. a lot of videos about this coming soon, especially if we get a Thor Love and Thunder trailer next week. Yes, I think or that is all. why all the gods are being introduced <laughs> on this show in a multiverse yes. of madness, uh, and in Thor Love and Thunder. There's there in an Eternals. Like, I think the this phase of Marvel Supernatural is setting up gore to have people to mm-hmm. kill. Uh, and I think you're hundred percent right. I think Khonshu is gonna be one of the targets, the whole Ennead. Um, yeah, maybe that's why there's three empty seats. Who knows? Maybe you're OMT with a hot take. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Great point, MT. Maybe that's what happened to them. Uh, We'll talk about that a lot more in the future. Now, Elak says, do the hieroglyphics on the Tomb of the Moon God shirt have a hidden message? You know, you're going to have to do some translation and see Mm -hmm. if there is. I think there might be. And uh, if you tweet at us and, and tag at Epic Hero Shop, 
We'll let you know if you're right. You might get a little special shout out if you, uh, if you correctly <laughs> find a hidden message in there. You tell us. You tell us. Yeah. All right. MT, what's our first question this week? All right, Eric. What the fish happened when Mark and Steven blacked out? Like, who was the third alter ego that killed both of those guys? Yes. And uh, and just so we're clear, MT and I, week after week, are going to try to get better and better about using the, the correct dissociative identity terms. Um... According to dissociative identity, the clinical understanding is they, the preferred term is alter. Uh, I right. know we have used identity, alter ego, personality, and really we've just been following the pace set by the show. Even in this episode, they refer to it as personality and, and right. in other like promos, they've used the term personality and identity. Um, so uh, yes, but we're going to try to use the term alter just so like, because the correct understanding is that alters within a dissociative identity uh, disorder a person suffering from that, these are fully formed people that are inside of them. Mm. These are not just like personalities that they're trying on for an afternoon. These are right. they have separate memories, separate habits, separate mannerisms, uh, separate, separate histories, you know, like they're different right. selves. So everything that we associate with someone's sense of self, that is what an alter is, which is why I, I allowed that uh, conversation in the video that we released earlier this week about this possibility that Stephen Grant could have been an altar that was targeted by the Soul Stone during Thanos' snap. I know, I know our thumbnail and our packaging upset a lot of you online, but just I encourage you to watch the video if you haven't already, because we're we're really just extrapolating based off fan speculation, and we're we're trying to be as respectful as we can. And right. if you do actually look at the clinical understanding of dissociative identity disorder, that does suggest. That as much as we can identify someone having a soul and what that means, uh, if the MCU says that Mark Spector and Stephen Grant are separate souls, then that's enough. I, I know there's there's certainly arguments to be made that like Stephen Grant doesn't consume the amount of resources that Thanos wants, but I, I don't know if Thanos' snap was ever explicitly that sophisticated. I think he just wanted to uh, snap away all intelligent life, uh, and the soul stone was the mechanism through which he did that. So that's all we're doing. That's all we're doing uh, in that video. I understand the thumbnail might have pissed you off, uh, but I, I can't control uh, how pissed off random people on Twitter just knee-jerk <laughs> react to a thumbnail of a video and draw the conclusions it's, of it, especially it's if true, it's tweeted right? by a certain section of Twitter right now. It's just getting mad at everyone talking about Moon Knight uh, and mad at the show it's Moon true. Knight. For, uh, but I just encourage everyone, please... Do uh, the research into what dissociative yes. identity disorder is before deciding that anyone who uses the term DID is immediately wrong because you decided that they're wrong. Maybe you don't know a whole lot about uh, DID as much as you think. Anyway, my rant is over. Um, so uh, the Moon Knight comics, before Mark Spector's condition was ever reframed as, as dissociative identity disorder back in the 70s and 80s, where they're just like, this guy's crazy because that's mm. what comics used to just do. Um, yeah, there was a, was a less, third uh, alter. Yeah. yeah, a lot less sophisticated. Uh, there yeah. was a third uh, alter that some that he sometimes appeared as named Jake Lockley, who was a New York cab driver. Uh, right. But ever since the first episode, we've been wondering who exactly might have asked out Stephen's tour guide coworker mm. Dylan, because Mark probably would not have set up that date if he planned to travel to the Alps that weekend, and Dylan probably would have noticed Mark's American accent changing to Stephen's British accent. Oscar Isaac confirmed this week that there are more than two alters within this character, uh, mm. and that in this episode, 
Someone other than Mark or Steven killed those guys on the roof. And I think this is proof that there must be a third in a very dark altar hidden from us right now. Someone we're going to meet soon. And I think that third <laughs> altar might be Jake Lockley, just because it's the most known other name um, here. But oh, yeah. I think Jake might not be the same cab driver character from the comics, but the way that they changed Stephen Grant, I think someone... Uh, it may take a different form. Maybe someone more brutal than the mercenary Mark Spector because Mark seemed pretty freaked out in that moment. And uh, now we're also extrapolating backwards. Someone who's creeping on Dylan, suddenly I'm a lot more worried for that tour guide. What this yeah. person's intentions might have been for Dylan on that Friday night. Mm. Could we be looking at like a serial killer, a Jack the Ripper person bananas. who's okay with plunging a knife in someone's gut more than a mercenary would be okay with that. Um, and MTM can ask, could that have been the altar? Yo, imagine a whole Moon Knight season where, like, he is his own villain. That would be insane, where he has to fight yeah. himself. Anyway, sorry. Um, uh, but yeah, Impossible. no, I definitely feel and like it was, it was Dylan, for sure, that, um, this, sorry, continue. Um, but I'm gonna ask him to, could that have been the altar who killed the archaeologist group that included Layla's father? And that's why Mark feels this kind of mixed responsibility for it, but was okay marrying her. Like, if it was Mark who killed them, even if it wasn't all him, like maybe he was alongside Frenchie de Comp following Harrow's orders when Harrow was possessed by Conchu leading that, but I, I just don't think Mark would allow himself to marry one of his victim's daughters, uh, which was Layla in this case. Uh, Mark is certainly deceitful. He's a man of secrets, but he's not that cruel. He's not sadistic, mm, especially when right. he wants to protect Layla from Conchu and from himself. So I think Mark may have started a relationship with Layla before that ever happened, or maybe after, but either way, without knowing what his third altar did or would do to her father. And then he discovered later, and that might have been the trigger that led him to ghost Layla and to step away from her. Hi everybody, I'm Katie Segal. And I'm Kurt Sutter. And welcome to our new podcast called Pi, People, Influences, and Experiences. Yes, it's sort of the uh, get to know you at a deeper level, the who, what, when, where, and why you are, rather than what it is you do. Absolutely, we're not gonna talk too much about what people do, we just wanna know about their families, where they come from, you know, what shapes their parenting, if they have kids, what shapes their marriages, if they're married. We just wanna be really nosy. We wanna get in there. A deep dive into nature and nurture. And we started it because there are a lot of people that we don't know that we are curious about. Right. And I have no friends, so for me it's, you know. Try like, to get them out of the house. Listen to it on whatever you listen to. <laughs> Podcasts on yeah, podcast your, 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 your podcasting apparatus. Watch it on the YouTube. He's aging himself. Because in this episode, Layla says, I wish you had told me more, but Mark may have figured out like, oh my God, one of my altars killed her dad. I can't look her in the face right now. I have to protect her now at this point. That would be wild if that were the case. It would be it would be kind of a very kind a sensitive thing to do, especially before Mark were to like you know come come into contact with whatever caused this weird conscious stuff to happen. Because like I'm sure Disney wouldn't want to be like, all right, some people's DID alters are crazy and like they're they're serial killers, and like I'm sure that like they probably wouldn't want to go that route. Um, but mm -hmm. it is an interesting idea to explore um, if he does have a more violent altar. 
Um, and just, that's just like more ready to scrap, like a more like street savvy, like, you know what, like I'm, I, I'm from the streets because we know that um, Jake Lockley is this cab driver character who's just like more street savvy, street smart type of dude. So like I'm imagining just Jake Lockley just being like, all right, I'm a, I'm a, like, I'm ready to stab whoever. Like I'm, I'm down. Like I'm from the streets. Like this is what I do. I'm from New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we do. Yeah, so, so like, he's not like a premeditating, murderous yeah. person, but he is someone who's willing to cross that line. I yeah. like that approach. I agree with you. Yeah. I Look, I we're kind of getting into... We're getting into a territory now where, like, it's getting hard to talk about this show. Um, because I it's think tough. there's going to be a contingent of people who feel that any fictional, creative license-taking exploration of dissociative identity disorder that at all presents it as exciting or action-packed or fun mm. or brutal or violent or scary. If it's done for entertainment, there's going to be some people who are just going to want to cancel this series and cancel anyone who talks about it in a positive light. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so tough. Ultimately, because, like, I this... still enjoy the series. I enjoy what it's doing. Yeah. We have to let people just like enjoy what's good about it and not get right. mad at them for just talking about it. Uh, this is something right. that like people got mad at us when we talked about Falcon Winter Soldier just because Falcon Winter Soldier wanted to address the the challenging subject of civil rights in America. And right. just because we pointed out what they were talking about and we wanted to join that conversation, there was a lot of people who were like, no, no, you can't talk about this. You can't talk about this yeah. in a superhero genre. I, I, like, I, I definitely don't agree that but people shouldn't be able to talk about DID, especially since DID is such a big part of this show. And like people have to remember that we are in a science fiction universe. And so that tries yeah. to really yeah. try to replicate our universe. But these are sci-fi elements being introduced with real world elements like DID. So if DID is a big part of this show and we have these mysterious sci-fi elements, it's hard to not discuss those two in the same type of way if we are supposed to speculate what's going to happen in the future of this this DID centric show. So like we are doing our especially with Eric, like he, we are all doing our best to educate ourselves on what DID is so that we can very tactfully um try to you know speculate on what's going on in this very heavy mystic sci-fi world. And um yeah. and I think that you know Marvel Studios has that big uh, task here to try to walk that line as well. We does. Maybe, and who knows, maybe we'll see at the end of the series, maybe Marvel Studios was not as ready as they thought they were to have that mm. conversation. Right now, I think they're being respectful enough. I think the fact that, like, there's a lot of people, especially a lot of people on Twitter, who are perfectly willing to let uh, the perfect be the enemy of the good. Uh, mm. And they will constantly move the goalposts on what perfect is when we're talking about these things. I think at the end of the day, the the more we talk about mental health disorders and the fact that a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people are going through dissociative identity disorder, but a lot of people are going through anxiety and depression and things mm. like alcoholism. And does that mean we can't talk about these things just because it's something that people are suffering with? Like, to me, that tells me that you are not someone who's ever actively sat in on a, in a counseling session or a therapy session if you think that humor is not a way that people deal with these things. If you think that people don't make jokes who are suffering from depression and can't joke about it with their therapists or with their friends, like then you're someone who, to you, this is like an academic hypothetical thing. And I don't care what your opinion is about it on Twitter because you're just someone who's trying to cancel other people for talking about it and you don't want to allow the conversation to happen. Um, I'm sorry, you, you're not in a position to weigh in on these things. 
It's Twitter, bro. Can't stand it. <laughs> Twitter, bro. Twitter, bro. I mean, you're going to do it anyway. I don't really, I mean, I, I understand that this conversation is going to happen. Um, yeah. But, like, I think we all need to just be grown-ups about this and understand that there is no perfect way to have this conversation. But the conversation mm-hmm. needs to happen. Uh, and For sure. we have to allow ourselves to be creative and explore it in interesting ways because there's now there's going to be all kinds of people who never really thought about dissociative identity disorder or mental health right. struggles who now have an access point into it. And yes, that can feel like childish, like using uh, toys to explain these things. But uh, folks, using there is a such thing called play therapy and sandbox mm. therapy where people who don't know how to use words and complicated terms to talk about what they're going through are encouraged to use toys and sandboxes mm. to create worlds and use that to tell their story. That's a completely valid way to express what someone's inner world is going through and for have, to have other people connect with it. So to say that you can't do the same thing with creating a Marvel Disney Plus series to do that and to allow young people, people of all ages, to connect with these ideas and these concepts is such an absurd thing to deny that experimentation from even happening from the get-go. Oh, yeah. Let's and try like, it. you know, and like, no, for sure. And I feel like the the way that the MCU is going forward, like we're going to be exploring more of these like mental type of like illnesses. Cause like with Wanda, like the WandaVision was this huge exploration into grief and depression that, you know, it, in, this is a sci-fi version of it where the chaos energy within Wanda amplified her emotions. So like we are seeing a physical representation of what depression looks like, what grief looks like. And that's what, what makes Marvel Studios amazing is that we can explore those deeper things and like those more complex and the diverse a- aspects of our reality in this huge creative way that's amazing and awesome. So like what this Moon Knight journey is, though, though it's not a 100% um, ad- like 100% accurate representation of what DID is, because like no one's going to become a crime fighter with DID. Like it's obviously right. like heightened, but like we are learning. Like I love that I'm learning more about DID as, as, a, as an illness because yeah. of this show. And like right. that's what we that's why we have these amazing shows and to, to, and to begin with. There we yeah. go. Yeah. You, have to, you have to allow a freedom to fail. You have to allow a freedom to get things wrong uh, exactly. and to stumble through things because that's you have to walk before you can run. Uh, and if we just wait until we, we stay silent until we come up with like the perfect way to talk about things, no one's ever going mm-hmm. to say anything or talk about anything. Exactly. Uh, and we'll just stay silent and alone for our entire lives until things just get worse <laughs> and worse. That's not how the world works. Welcome to the world. The world is not Twitter. Um, and Twitter <laughs> will never solve your problems. So anyway, uh, we talk, We got deep here, MT. This was an interesting conversation. Yes, uh, we skewed indeed. into the type of conversation that terrifies me here at New me Rockstars <laughs> that I'm probably going to regret next week uh, oh, and man. weeks to come. Uh, because YouTube is uh, YouTube and Twitter are no place to have a nuanced conversation. Um, I guess we'll uh, those chickens will hatch in the future over and yes. over and over again, uh, and people will never let me forget it. But there's a bigger WTF moment from this episode that we got to talk about. Like, what exactly yes. happened to Planet Earth in the final minutes of this episode? Yes. <laughs> we'll talk Jesus about Christ. that. Um, but before we get into that, we want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode. Thank you to Stance for sponsoring this episode. We love us some Stance socks around the office. They fit great, and they have cool designs made with brands like the Wu-Tang Clan, Pixar, The Simpsons. They have a new line inspired by Guardians of the Galaxy that looks especially cool. Get some Groot on your foot, 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 foot. Foot, foot, foot. 
They're branching out beyond socks to bring color, comfort, and creativity from toe to head with the launch of some new active apparel line. Check out Stance's super soft line of sweatpants, shirts, hoodies, hats, and more. Now available in a full range of fits, prints, and fabrics, and fun. Embrace a life of superior comfort and creative expression with everyday active apparel that truly is stitched different. Stance's philosophy is that you should never have to sacrifice your own individual style for the sake of comfort, and now you don't have to. Whether you're relaxing around the house, working out at the gym, running all over town, Stance now delivers its signature softness and creativity in a full line of active apparel styles from toe to head. Stance has got you covered. Head on over to Stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code MARVEL at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance Stitched Different. We also want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. We're very confident in our theories here on Inside Marvel. But confidence can take you pretty far in life and in the bedroom. And that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can plan ahead or be ready for whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. You just sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So if you could benefit from some extra confidence when it's time to perform, Blue Chew can help. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code MARVEL at checkout. Just pay the $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code MARVEL to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the show. And lastly, we want to thank Helix for sponsoring this episode. So you've got your bedroom set up just the way you like it. Your ring of sand on the floor, your tape on the door, your leg shackle on the bedpost. But uh, do you have a good mattress? That's a question. Well, our friends at Helix Mattress are here to make sure you do. Helix Sleep has a quiz that matches your body type and your sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I have a Helix mattress. I love it. MT. You got a Helix mattress. You love it. Yes. You good. I love it so much. My Helix Plus mattress is the best. It's the best. Well, the mattress ships right to your door for free. No need to go to a mattress store. You just go to helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you're going to love it. So Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash insidemarvel. All right. MT, I want to ask you, what the fish did Khonshu do exactly when he rewound the stars? I know you're going to go into this in another video, but can you give yes. us like a preview of what, what you're thinking right now? Well, um, so of course in this episode we learned from um, Yatsil, who was Hathor's avatar, that Senfu buried a map to um, its tomb. And when they find that map, they were like, all right. This is a map that needs the sky, but the sky is different from when it was 2,000 years ago. The earth drifted, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like stars have gone out, like stars have died. So like in order for the for them to see the space, how it was 2,000 years ago, they would have to go back in time. So in order for them to do that, they would have to manipulate the gravity of around earth because gravity has a very unique relationship with space time because like... For example, the more gravity there is, the slower time goes around that place with more gravity. So since the moon has a unique relationship with gravity to Earth, I'm thinking that whatever Khonshu is, he is, I think Khonshu itself, he's just gravity. Because like whenever um, Harrow um, said something like that pissed him off, he would shake things. Or like he could only make the wind move 
Um, and like, I think that Kanchu himself is has the control and the ability to manipulate gravity, which is why he was able to move that moon into a solar eclipse before. So what we're seeing here Whoa. is the moon that which is that purple ring around the planet just going around the Earth a bunch of times, allowing the Earth planet to go back in time, like Doctor Strange in Episode Four of What If, when he used the Time Stone oh. to make everything around him go back in time, except for his clothes and himself. So, like, that's mm. essentially what happened here, which means a plethora of things. Like, if the universe is 2,000 years younger, then that means Asgard is no longer destroyed. You know, you've got yeah. Eagle of the Living Planet still out there being a jerk. Yeah. Uh, like, Whoa. all these huge things that could happen to the MCU. This is as big as the snap, in my opinion. But, yeah, that's... This is I mean, insane. MC, <laughs> if you are right on this, you're right. This is as big as the snap. In some ways, bigger than the snap. I... I'm going to wait and see what mm. exactly their, the we show says this was before yes. I jump to conclusions. Uh, but I like where you're thinking. I can't wait to see your video on this. I, but I think, like, there's a couple other possibilities other than right. actually rewinding time. Like, first right. off, we got to acknowledge so much of what we're seeing in the show just really could be illusions within Steven or Mark's perspective. It's true. Like, all of this could just be a sort of dream or some kind of distortion of reality um mm. so it's all from an unreliable narrator so i think it's very possible however um i think it is possible that in this moment like it not necessarily it's an illusion because i don't think that any would be so pissed off if it was just like uh an illusion over the atmospheric right uh, sky uh they'd just be mm. like oh you're just confused a lot of people um i think there was more things happening that like pissed them off but it, uh, I wonder if, like, by doing this, what Khonshu did is he wasn't moving the, the heavens. He wasn't affecting the heavens. He was affecting Earth and encapsulating mm. Earth within kind of a pocket reality, extracting mm. it from the reality it was on, and now putting this Earth in a bubble that mm. is in a rewound universe. So I know that's mm. confusing, but imagine, like, uh, you know, the theory of no, relativity. It's not the heavens that moved. It's Earth that kind of like Wanda transporting Westview outside of New Jersey and encapsulating it into its own kind of pocket reality. That's mm. what he did. So uh, within that pocket reality, things can get warped. The nature of reality get warped. But as we saw in Westview, things that enter that pocket reality, they came back out warped. Like the drone right. changed into a helicopter. Right. Um, uh, Monica's clothes changed. So I think right. like still within that pocket reality, the nature of reality is still corporeal and real until right. like the spell gets broken and maybe that's what they did by turning mm. them into a new shopti i just think it's possible that like what we're seeing is a kind of a a multiversal effect maybe that's what the clue of the america chavez star was it looks like Ooh. the same kind of shape as the patch that's on the back of her jacket and the portals this that she true. kicks in maybe multiverse of madness will give us more context maybe this is just another example of reality being distorted in specific ways and then the illuminati is gonna be real pissed off about this and they're like we yeah. got one of our buddies who's a, on the idiot and he told us <laughs> what you did and we ain't too happy about that uh anyway there's just a lot of there's a lot of crazy ways to look at this and i, yeah, I think you so, might be on I, something mt like to me that's the most interesting for sure yeah like you know Kanchu is a god and like he has so many powers and like gods can do so many different things so like i could definitely see a, a pocket reality situation going and like or either way i would love if you know if thor and like came back to earth he's like what happened to the planet because he was off the planet before <laughs> yeah. whatever Kanchu what did so like <laughs> 
I wonder what's going to happen there. <laughs> Me too. I, I have a ton of questions. Now, my hope is that the show doesn't just like leave this unaddressed because it seems like that, yes. that's how the Eternals left things. It's just like, look, mm. there's just a big dead celestial in the Indian Ocean now. <laughs> It's possible. Yeah, I think ultimately all these things are just like examples of like things just getting so messed up on the MCU Earth that we gotta reboot it. Wanda's gotta warp reality and reboot. And so we just need to just like unplug the computer and restart the simulation. That's the only way. We there's too many weird settings that we put on this. Too many notifications. Hey man, uh, spells. Multiverse of madness. Just, Who knows? It's a mess. <laughs> I want to talk about the Ennead NT. So oh, this yes. Ennead, why doesn't the Ennead intervene with the affairs of mankind? Like, why did they make that mm. choice to step back? Well, um, it's because our breath stank, Eric. Just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> well, true. <laughs> it's true. No, it's uh, well. They say that it's because we stopped caring about the gods, and we then like, humanity stopped worshiping mm. the the Egyptian Ennead, and so they were like, "Hey, you know what?" They don't care about us. We don't care about them. We're going to go. It's like Santa. When he stopped believing in Santa, he stops bringing you presents. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, like, they're off in this place that um, Mark called, well, Conchu calls the Overvoid, which is the celestial Heliopolis in the comics. And this is where all the Egyptian gods live off in their own separate dimension. And so, you know, I think that, you know, this Ennead, because, you know, the, there's no belief there from a lot of, like, a lot of people, they were just like, you know what? They seem like they want to be the gods of themselves. Let's just let's let them do that. And Conchu's like, no, um, we have to protect these people, and because I, I care about them in my weird way. So like, I'm going to avenge people that hurt them. And so mm. you know, Conchu, mm. even though he's a jerk, he's the nicest Egyptian god that we have, the most compassionate, which is weird. Um, in, in the MCU, I think Hator, right? Hator is pretty compassionate. Yes, Hator. Ah! Well, you're a mixed bag. I think it's all a mixed bag. I think they're all pretty uh, amoral at the end of the day. This is true, but Hathor, I, that god, I don't trust that god. I like Yatsil, her avatar. Nice lady. Hathor? Yeah, yeah. Mm, the ex of, uh, I think that- You're her, right, you're her, right. It wasn't Hathor. Yes. Hathor had left the building. It was her avatar mm -hmm. who took pity. Good point. Yeah, Good so point like, yeah, Hathor, I don't trust her at all. Mm -mm. <laughs> uh, as you shouldn't. Um, so, but why, uh, what other gods do you think the Ennead might have transformed into Ushaktis? Hmm, ah, see, I don't know. That's are this, question. are these all that is left of the active Egyptian gods? Because there are way more Egyptian gods in Egyptian mythology. Yeah, have all I of them been turned into Ushaktis? That is interesting because, like, that makes me think about, like, what if there's some corruption in this council of gods and, like, they're just over arresting people, you know, and, like, and, and turning them into mm -hmm. Ushaktis and... That, that's really interesting. I, I wonder what happened to them. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there was some kind of power grab at some point. Maybe they got paranoid by, uh, by like, you know, Amit being betrayed or something like that. Mm. And they're like, we got to just, like, oh, we got to circle the wagons a bit. <laughs> yeah. And like maybe, like, they were as mad about not interfering with humanity as Khonshu was. And that they were... Maybe there was like this huge war. It was like, all right, you guys didn't want to listen to us, so you guys are arrested. And Kanchu, you could be like that if you don't, if you don't listen. He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna behave, <laughs> sort of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think Kang freaked him out. I think Ooh. he could get to any. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm praying for a Kang cameo. Like, where is Kang? Come on, man. I know. Everyone's like, <laughs> you just want the fifth though to be in every scene. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I want Kang to be in everything. Yes. Did you not watch you our Loki Ramata. after show? I have moved on from Mephisto, friend. <laughs> I'm in the Kang gang. 
Kang, 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 Kang. We want Kang. <laughs> Kang's a cooler character. We want Jonathan Majors to be in everything. That guy's so good. Yes. And he's <laughs> looking good. You saw those set photos on Creek Three. Oof. Too, ooh, man's too jacked. Mm-mm. All right. Well, we'll leave it there for this episode of Inside Marvel, a.k.a. the yes. episode that will get me canceled. <laughs> no. It was going to happen. It was going to happen. Listen. But, you know, I'm glad that I that I uh, got to share this with you. MT. It's you know, no, no. Listen, everybody, we are going to try to address Moon Knight in the most tactful the way that we can. DID is a very serious thing. And. Both us and Marvel Studios are trying to tackle this in a very um, smart way. So we're not trying to make wild theories based on DID because it's fun. We're just trying to just look at the factors that we have on the show, which are DID and mystical elements, and just seeing what Marvel Studios is going to do with that because they can do so much with that. And, and you know it's going to be in a very um, smart and intelligent way. So and we'll I'm see just trying happens. to answer the questions you guys are asking us too, and I just want exactly, to respect exactly exactly like. I never believe in just like, I had a crazy theory on this and no one asked me mm. about this, so I'm just gonna like make you all listen to it. Honestly, like everything I do here in New Rockstars, it's because like a ton of people are tweeting me asking this stuff and I'm just exactly. like, uh, I'll do We're my best to, to answer that question. <laughs> Bro, it's the speculation nation. We are trying to figure out the answers to questions that you guys have. That's our job and we're trying to do it in the best way that we can. So. And we appreciate how the vast majority of you seem to be with us on that journey. And we yes. appreciate all your support yes. for we everything that we do here. Uh, and Truly. we're here for you. So we'll be back next week. I can't wait to see MT's breakdown of this episode. It's yes, a, it's, it's gonna be fun. It was a fun one. Yeah. Um, so don't forget to check out our great merch options, newrockstarsmerch.com. It's the best way to support what we do here. You can follow me at EA Voss, follow MT at Mastertainment, subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, subscribe to the channel here on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Later, skaters. Love you guys. Later, skaters.